Welcome back to Made March. Today is Thursday, January 6th, and for the first time in about a month and a half, all four of the original members of Made March are here. We got myself, Alex, Wesley, Luke, and uh, we are very excited to get into a lot of college basketball because while there are still COVID cancellations going on in the college basketball world, they have sort of tampered down a little bit. There's less of them. So we got a lot to talk about here. Alex, do you want to introduce the special segment today? Yeah, so our special segment today is going to be the top five players in college basketball. Um, so should we just get right into it? This is well, before, our opinion. Yeah, before I we get right into it, this is not like our player of the year conversation because I think player of the year is different than the best five players in college basketball. Yeah. Because player of the year factors in, you know, how important they are to their team, et cetera. Team stuff record like that. and success kind of more too. So. Mm-hmm. so we're just going with straight up the best five players in college basketball. And honestly, it's going to be fun this year because unlike any other year, there's not really some absolute standout for number one. Yeah. You guys agree? It's I not agree. like we have a Luca Garza this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had Garza and Obi Toppin were the consensus one, two. Two years, years ago, ago. and then last year was just yep. Garza. Yep, so. Who wants to start off? Should we start Should at number one? Should go number one around the horn? Yeah, just go one, two, three, four, and five. Debate. Do we debate. all agree with number one? I think so. I don't know. I, I have mean, Ocha Agbaji. Of yeah. Kansas? I, I do too. Yeah. I've got Agbaji as well, and I put Ochai at number one just because he's the best two-way player in the country. Great offensively and excellent defensively. Yeah, he's averaging 20.2 points per game, shooting the three ball at 45%, and he shoots a lot of threes. So That's, that's what I was going to say, too. That's an impressive stat. Because he's shooting 53% for the field, which is like, all right, pretty good. Yeah. But then you look at his three-point, 45%, that's where he really makes his head. Yeah, and he's, and he's attempting over six threes per game, so for him to be shooting at that clip is, is still pretty impressive. And as Alex said, he's a phenomenal two-way player, and this Kansas team is pretty darn good, and he is... Clearing away the leader. And he's the leader of the team. Yep, I yep. agree 100%. Luke, you got any other words on Ochai? No, I mean, you guys pretty much summed it up. Two-way player, gets it done from inside the paint, outside the paint. He can really stretch the floor, um, hurt the defense. So you guys covered it, I think. Yeah. Who's your number two, though? I'd say my number two is going to be Sign between two players right now. All right. If you, if you want, we can go to someone else. I got my list players. already. Let's hear the two players. All right. So my top five, I'm gonna, I just went like full like big man. So we got right. – I think I'm going to go Kofi. Who's two and three? Who's two and three? I think I'm going to go Kofi Coburn at number two. Okay. okay I am in agreement with you. I just I want to hear you. Well. And, and I do like EJ Liddell. Okay, so I'm the only. So I kind of like EJ Liddell at three. I like Kofi, Kofi at So three. to recap, so three of us have Kofi Coburn at three. At Two. At two. Or at two, yeah. At two. I've got a different big time player. I've got EJ Liddell. Strictly that because... That could be seen I strongly disagree, and here's why. I think Kofi has a better supporting cast around him. Yes, Kofi might be the most dominant player in college basketball, but if you look at what he has around him, he has Alfonso Plummer, he has Trent Frazier. Ohio State, their guards, horrible. Okay, yeah, their guards aren't They're good, horrible. but they have... Yeah. You're going to say Zed Key and Zed Key's a great player. Zed Key's a great player. I think Zed Key's a nice piece. But if you look at the jump that EJ Liddell has made from last year to this year, he's averaging three blocks a game, which goes very underlooked. He's an excellent defender. He has developed a three point shot. He's averaging 21 a game, I think, and eight boards. I think EJ is the second best player in college. Well, if we're going to make those decisions based on jumps, then Keegan and Johnny Davis. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're not doing it based on who made the biggest jump. Keegan and Johnny would be one and two because their jumps were like. Okay, obviously jumps, but still the stats speak for themselves. 
three blocks a game. Stats yeah. speak for themselves. Kofi Coburn is averaging 22.5 points per game, shooting 61% for the field. Obviously, that's kind of a given. He's a big man. And just, like, his defense is insane. It's just everything about Kofi is great. I don't understand. I think EJ has a worse supporting cast. <clears throat> I think he's, he's Do you think Kofi Coburn wouldn't put up those numbers with a bad supporting cast? Because I think he'd still get his. He's still, 100%. Because Trent Frazier, you say he's a good player. He's really not that good, if I'm being honest. Alfonso Plummer is a, a great transfer. I don't think okay, Trent Frazier is still good. Trent Frazier is still good. I don't Trent Frazier's solid, a good but he's player. not all that. I, I don't know if he's that much better than any of the guards on Ohio State. Alfonso Plummer, sure. It's, it's not small. like I don't like Kofi. I'm just yeah. going to – I'll throw it out there. I have Kofi at three. Okay. It's just – I mean, I have Liddell at five. So, once Liddell again, we're sort of splitting hairs here. But I think the stats speak for themselves when it comes to Kofi, and just he's easily, even, and you even mentioned this, the most dominant player in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Averaging a double double, twelve rebounds as well too. So that's I don't know. It's just games. I watch EJ against Wisconsin. I think he makes that team go. He's the reason why they're a top fifteen team in the nation. Who do you got at three, Wesley? I got Johnny Davis, and I think that there's there's a lot that goes into this. It's not just because he's averaging twenty two point three points per game. Um, and seven rebounds as well, as for a guard. Six to be five guard. People forget that. Yeah. He's shooting 45% of the field, which can be seen as like, eh, that's like middle of the pack. But he's the only guy taking shots for that team. So that also needs to be taken into account. I would say that the Badgers have four offensive weapons. And when I mean weapon, I mean a guy who is capable of putting the ball in the basket. <laughs> Not any sort of good player at all. It's Johnny Brad, Stephen Kral. And maybe Chucky, I guess. Wait, 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 wait. Are Ball. you forgetting the GOAT, Carter Gilmore? No. <laughs> I am not. I am intentionally I think you meant Ben Carlson. Ben Carlson? <laughs> yep. I have meant both those players. Actually. <laughs> but the Badgers have no sporting cast. He just scored 37 points, which we'll probably get into, against Purdue and picked up a huge win with a double-double for him. I think he is able to get his shot. Every defense, when they come in, they know they're trying to stop him. That's the and that's their only goal. If you stop John Davis, you win the game because there's nobody else on the Badgers that can get their own bucket like he does. As a Badger that's, fan, I think Brad Davison can create his own bucket, but unless it's a fadeaway back, three, it's yeah, not. He can't. He can't. He is not driven to the rim at, at all this year. He's probably shooting thirty three or thirty four percent from three, maybe. I think he's actually about thirty eight. Oh, I'm which sorry. Which is not bad. Which is okay, but he's a hucker. Solid. He's yeah. a hucker. So, Regardless, you can't understate Johnny Davis's impact on the Badgers. And exactly. Wesley, imagine if you would have told team. yourself at the beginning of this year that you would have Johnny Davis as in the top five players in the nation. You probably wouldn't have believed yourself. I wouldn't have believed myself. I would have hoped. I would have hoped to believe myself, but it, I would have never truly believed it. And here we are. I Since mean, we're on the top of Johnny Davis, where does everybody have them in, uh, him in his rankings? Not in the top not five. Not in my top five. See, I have him at number four, so I'm kind of on the same track here as Wesley. Do you guys- I just think... There is an argument that there is no player in college basketball that is more valuable to their own team than Johnny Davis. Big Wisconsin. Bingo. Uh, I'd argue, I could argue Keegan Murray is more valuable to his team. Jordan Bohannon hasn't done much this year. Joey Toussaint has done That's the only other much. argument I would our, 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 number, our number two right now is Patrick McCaffrey. What number two are you going to take? Brad Davidson or Patrick McCaffrey? Because I bet it sure as hell isn't going to be Patrick McCaffrey that you guys are going to take as your number two. But Wisconsin's beat... Good teams, as in Purdue, Iowa. They've had, they've had some okay Iowa wins against beat Virginia and whatever. I mean, that doesn't really count. Virginia is a Mickey Mouse school, as far as I'm concerned. But Iowa hasn't picked up a true signature win with that. Whereas the Badgers have two wins against teams that are top five in Kempom. So. Yes, fair. But I haven't met four, so like Iowa has, I, Iowa has, I, has, I, has I, opportunities. I will hear you on the Keegan Murray argument because 
I think that I, there's only a couple players that you can put in the same meaning as much as their team. I really like Johnny. We saw his talent last year. Obviously, he wasn't getting the role that he is now. Which is crazy looking back at it. Yes. I think, in my personal opinion, I think he's six or seven. Yep, I agree. And he's right down there with Trace Jackson. He's ahead seven. of Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis around there. Yes. Benedict McThuron's around there. There's, there's like a whole slew of guys. There's probably mm-hmm. like five guys you could put in your top five or just out of your top five. And then we're splitting hairs at that point. I mean, yes. there are reasons to split hairs. Alex and I don't have John Davis in our top five. Could he be top five at the end of the year? Yes. Could he be top three? Yes. Could he be top one? Yes. I mean, he has yes. the potential yes. to be yes. top yes. one. But so do all of these players that we're naming. And at the end of the day, we're going to so, see tonight when it comes to the Johnny Davis Keegan Murray argument. Yeah. Wisconsin plays Iowa tonight. I think those center. two right now are neck. All four of us. They're neck and neck. neck and neck. I agree. Neck and neck. Both. Both. Uh, um, wooden player of the year watch watch candidates right now. So so Wesley has Johnny Davis at number three. I do. I have him at four. My number three is Oscar Shibway. Do any of you guys have him at number three? I do not. I have I Oscar Shibway at I four. Have, I have, I have Kofi, and obviously I talked about Kofi a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think he's so dominant, and I think he's leading one of the most underrated teams in the country. You right have Shibway on your list at all? I do. I do. What do you got? I got Shibway at four. Okay. I got Shibway. So we are all kind of see, in the same. The ball only record. reason I have. Kofi ahead of Shibwe is because I think Shibwe, if you look at his stats, he's averaging what, 16 and 15? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Which he's is dominant. crazy. That's crazy. I think Shaviri Wheeler on Kentucky kind of leads the team. He makes that team go. And I think he gets a lot of his easy buckets from Wheeler, which is why I have Kofi. I, yeah, I can hear that argument. I personally have Kofi ahead of him as well. But the reason I have Shibwe at number three is when someone's averaging 16 and 15, Per game, that's ins- that's my craziness. ears perk up. That's yeah, craziness. That's and even in this bad game last night versus LSU, I would say that he did not have his best game. Still, Still had thirteen rebounds. Mm-hmm. We need to have a chat with you, Luker. Why is Oscar overrated? Um, because this, well, 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 this, okay. this was said in the group chat. It was. It was. And, and I'll explain. Overrated. I'll explain. So I hear the announcers on on the cast saying, you know, Oscar Shibway, think he's. Going to be the player of the year. Now, that's also partially the broadcast trying to make things over-dramatized, which, like, he could be the player of the year. Yeah. yeah. I love how Oscar Chibwe plays. I love how he plays big. I love my big men. He's in my top five. He's at number four. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's number one. I don't think he's going to be number one, especially after looking how he played with an injured Ty Ty Washington without, without Wheeler on the floor. He got into foul trouble early. And this is a big game against LSU, too, by the way. Huge implications for the SEC regular yeah. season right mm-hmm. away. Shibuya did not play too well. I mean, the stats, he played fine, but getting into foul trouble early, not being careful with the ball, not necessarily shooting the ball that well. It really did more shots. It didn't Honestly. look like he was controlling the game. A true number one consensus All-American. We look at people like Obi Toppin, look at people like Luby Garza. How many they control the game. They, con- they control Nine the shots. game. That's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. He should he be shooting down. That's he's a needs, problem. It was like TJD be, in that game versus Wisconsin where he exactly wasn't taking right. any shots. If he's going to be number one, he has to control the game. And that's why TJD's out of my out of my top five as well. TJD controls a lot of the games. Oscar Chibai can control a lot of the games. But there definitely are factors in the games that they need to consider, which... which I appreciate that reasoning, actually. Not we, necessarily. I, I don't think do. Chibai is going to get to the top. I think Chibai is going to stay consistent in round five. I don't think that he can jump to the top, even with his stat line. Yeah, he, he only averages 10 shots per game, which is... Honestly, pretty crazy for a guy that's averaging. He's a very efficient player. Very efficient. Very efficient. 62% from the field in the 71% free throw shoot, which is actually pretty solid for a big man. And he goes there a lot. At least four attempts per game. So Who's your number four, Wes? I have Oscar Sheway as well. Okay. Well, I had him at three. That was my point. So I had Dre Davis. We're about around four. 
yeah. around the horn here. And now five is where it gets kind of a little bit, a little bit very of interesting. If I, like, I feel like some of us had players higher, some of us had players that you guys mentioned already offer list. So very, five is a very highly debated. I think that it's preposterous to leave the nation's leading scorer off the top five. You just can't be doing that. Keegan Murray, nation's <laughs> leading scorer. You got to put him sure. in the top five. He's at number five for me. If I was true IO bias, I'd say, oh, nation's leading scorer. He's either <laughs> one or two. But I'm telling you right now, Keegan Murray, the jump that he's made from last year to this year, because, again, that doesn't determine everything, but that's just an argument. That's, that's big for him to step up into that I role. Because filling Luka Garza's shoes, I mean, those are massive shoes mm-hmm. to fill, both like literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> but Keegan Murray has come up. He's done it. He's nation's leading scorer, like Garza was. He's averaging 24.5 a game, like I think 8.5 rebounds a game. He's shooting 60% from the field. He takes threes, too. This is a guy that is very valuable to Iowa and could be huge for an Iowa team that's probably going to be a bubble team to make the tournament. And I think that if he steps up and has some huge games, he could definitely be in consideration for National Player of the Year, get up to one and two if he continues to stat line. Now, he averages the most points in the country. Obviously, you'd say, well, most points in the country plus a Power 5 team means he should definitely be in the top five. But for me, it's because they haven't gotten a signature win yet. That's the only reason that I don't have him really in there. They, they would have beaten Purdue just like Wisconsin did if they had Keegan Murray that game. They almost beat Purdue without Keegan Murray. That's fair, but they had their opportunities yeah. against Illinois as well. But couldn't you then make four. the argument that if they almost beat Purdue without Keegan Murray, you know where's his impact? Once again, just playing devil's advocate here, but... Yeah, I mean, the points per game, once you look at the statistics, I think that Keegan Murray's... Is he really that much better than John Davis? I don't I don't really think so. I think they both serve different roles, and you know... Yeah, they play you, you, can, you guys know me. I like the physicality. I like the hound play. I'm going to go with the big, the big guys every time. Um, that's not to take away what Johnny Davis has done because what he did against Purdue was phenomenal. Was, yes. It was exciting to watch. Magical. And again, we'll see that matchup tonight. All Very four exciting. of us are going to the Badger Iowa game tonight in Wisconsin, and we will get to see two How? top pro- for sure top ten projected yes. top ten draft picks. By the way, yes, Keegan right. at yeah. eight. Johnny Davis was what three or four? Oh, he was one of those two. He's yeah. up at three. He was at three or four, oh and Keegan Murray was at eight. In the latest, in the no, latest I, I, yeah, projection. I saw an SI one a couple two three weeks ago where they had Johnny Davis at five, and at that time it was like kind of like. Well, that's yeah, a little crazy. bit odd take. I've, but now with kind of consensus, but, but he's in that top five. How, is, how is this? I mean, it's not necessarily a huge signature win, but when Iowa played against Utah State, Utah State is not a bad team by any means. Dude, they're yeah, they're middle of the road. If yes. we're going to compare wins But Keegan here, Murray put up 35 against them. If we're going to compare wins here, I mean, Johnny Davis dropping. What are 37 guys? against Purdue. 37. 37 Keegan Murray didn't get that opportunity. I think Purdue is a little bit better of a team than Utah State. And Wisconsin was on the road. So let's not compare wins here because Johnny Davis wins that argument. Iowa. Before we get into everyone else's number fives, uh, did any of you guys have Keegan Murray in your top five? I he was at six for me. He was at six for me and as well. One. So once again, this is he not was me hating six him. or seven for me. I think Johnny and Keegan are right. Folks, folks, how can you leave awesome. the nation's leading scorer outside the top five? I don't understand. And he's the nation's leading scorer by at least two points per game. He is leading the pack, and he's leading it well. I think you have to put him in the top five. Even maybe you think, you know what? Johnny Davis might be more talented. Numbers, numbers. Well, personally, speak. I'm going to tell you my number five, and I can start here. I have EJ Liddell at number five. Obviously, a lot of you guys had him higher up. And I was actually trying to decide between EJ Liddell and Keegan Murray. I was looking at their point, averages, point per game, rebounds, steals, blocks, etc. And Keegan Murray, to be honest, in a lot of those categories, was actually better. But... When I watch the games, when I watch Iowa games and when I watch Ohio State games. How many Iowa games have you watched this year? Probably like two or three, to be honest with you. All right. But I'm just saying, 
Wesley's point needs to be taken into account that Ohio State is a lot better of a team than Iowa. You admitted Iowa is a bubble team. They don't have their signature win yet. Mm-hmm. And I think the impact that EJ Liddell has on Ohio State, as Alex mentioned earlier, is so huge and honestly can't be understated. And EJ is just... Straight up a better defender than Keegan. Yeah. I just three blocks a game. Which doesn't show Three blocks a game. Really? At like six foot seven, eight, whatever he is. He's six seven. Six seven. Three blocks a game. That's yeah. ridiculous. I just cannot wait until Iowa just walks into the rack this month and just destroys the shit out of Rutgers. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. Bringing in the Rutgers. It's just right? not so, so, so that maybe Rutgers is on fire. So that, so that maybe when that happens, when Keegan Murray drops 30 on your poverty team's head. Poverty team, we beat Purdue. You didn't beat Purdue. How does we that We didn't work? have Keegan Murray versus Purdue. He's the nation's leading We didn't have Joe Baker. What's your argument? Oh my god. <laughs> Never you trying to this compare Geo Baker and Keegan Murray right now. I'm telling you right now. Sadly, Iowa winners the, win. Owns that dumb. Yes. They own Sadly, the rack. I hate to be this guy, but winners win, losers complain. Yeah, and I was, I was won at the rack, right and I was won at the rack the past three years. Well, we'll so. see if they win this year because yeah. only the present matters. I think, I think they do. With the way Gio and Ron are playing, as one of the best duos in the country, watch out. Yeah, watch out, pal. Yeah, watch out. Watch You're out. The nation's leading scorer. Congrats. Congrats. Like, are you gonna luck. bring? Wait, wait, wait. Good Is luck on defending. Really, the nation's leading scorer. I feel like you haven't mentioned that yet. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you guys seem to keep discrediting it, so I just gotta keep throwing it out there. I am very stout on this argument. I believe in Keeg Murray. He's only getting better. He's only a sophomore. Geo Baker's what in his like eighth year there? He's like Jordan Mohan at this point. They just keep declining because Geo Baker. Jordan Mohan. Jordan Mohan doesn't drop twenty eight points, which Geo Baker just did the other night. Geo Baker did the other night before that game. Jordan Mohan was averaging more points per game than Geo Baker was coming in. At the end of the day, so. Jimbo stinks. That's just at the end of the day. Me and Wesley are just sitting here amused watching this argument. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Waiting to share our number five. I think we have a cons- both Wesley, have the same five. Yep. Ben Nick Bethard of Arizona. Please dab me up. He's six. He's six for me for sure. He's right outside for me, but it's a good thing. the most underappreciated player in the Yes, averaging 19 and I believe six and a half, seven rebounds per game. He's a a tall guy at six foot six. No one knows who he is. No one knows who he is. 51% from the field. Um, A super efficient score. 39% from three. So... And he shows up in big moments. They They have a couple signature wins against Michigan when they were number four. So everybody thought highly of them, and also a good win against Illinois. And he had thirty and shot ten of seventeen from the field, five vacant three in that game. So and he's that, showing up in the big game. And that Tennessee game, they were pretty shorthanded too. And, yep. ben, and Benedict really played exactly. his absolute keep ass off. Sleeping 28, on Benedict and not only Benedict McThurn, keep sleeping on Arizona. They're yeah, a very yeah. good team. They've snuck their way up, I believe, to number eight in the nation, something like that. No, they they made it up to six, I believe, and then they had that loss to uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. They now have just a. I really revenge I, team because they can get a UCLA win and a USC win my, in the next week. My only issue with my only issue with Arizona is I don't trust their defense. They're I letting teams hang way I, too many points on you. Disagree highly. I disagree. They're 14th in Ken Palm in defensive efficiency. I think they give up 77 to Tennessee. Tennessee defender. Tennessee scored two points in 10 minutes the yes, other day on Ole Miss. They were shorthanded. Shorthanded. Two points in 10 take, minutes on Ole Miss. Take that <laughs> I don't care. I don't care take that they're shorthanded. That That's how bad it is. Shorthanded. And they and they let Washington hang 80 on them. Washington. And Washington They're a young stinks. team. They're a young team. All right. Maybe they can get better. Benedict is the leader of this young team. Top 10 in the country. Yeah. Keep sleeping on Arizona. Keep sleeping on Benedict Mathurin. They will shock the nation. They're going to have some like opportunities to, to beat UCLA and USC and kind of show what they're made of, too. Yep. So. Yeah. So there's our top five. I would go to honorable mentions, but I feel like our honorable mentions kind of already overlap. got mentioned. Yeah. There's some overlap. Does anybody have any they'd like to throw in? Travion. Uh, Travion. TJD. 
Travion, I'm sorry, but like he should never have gotten benched for Zach Eady. That's ridiculous that Matt Painter did that. He is bad coach, right, Wesley? Bad coach, yeah. He, player not, best players. <laughs> I just want to talk about Travion. He's the best passing big man I've ever seen the last five years of yes. basketball. Yes. And what's funny, here's what I think is funny is no Gonzaga players in our top five. None of us. Where I don't would you like guys? Chad. Where I would don't. you guys? Oh, Drew put Timmy. Drew Timmy is gonna be a where seven. Would seven. So I would probably put him at yes. Yeah, he's underappreciated right now. He's underappreciated. Chad is nowhere near Drew's the top around 10, 10. You talk about you talk about underappreciated players in the country. Internet I'm work. not saying he's considering. I'm considering for top five, but Kendrick Davis at SMU just consistently puts up okay. great numbers. Okay, consistently. Luke, you Come can, on. You can Luke. seriously feel free to leave the room. Like I'm not even kidding. He's Kendrick. he's not. The door is there. I said he's not Davis. in consideration for top five, but if you want to talk about most underappreciated. Davis. Kenneth no, Davis. Underappreciated. Well, for talking about more. underappreciated, I can talk about headband Paul with, with his assists. Like, just stop with stop that. To, stop with the Rutgers crap, please. I want to honorable okay, mention two good. Duke players. Paolo. Paolo, yeah, Paolo. exactly. Paolo would be in the top 10. And Wendell Moore, averaging yes. about 17, 5, and 5. Wendell Moore has been great for Duke. And can we talk about Baylor for a second, too, by the way? Yep. But the thing the is, thing Baylor, is Baylor, Baylor, really, James Akinjo, maybe. Yeah. James Akinjo is uh. probably around 10. 10 or 12. I wouldn't even have him in the top 10 if I'm being honest. But Baylor is such a well-coached and rounded, I guess, team. I've never seen a better coach. They're very team-oriented. Then Scott drew the pass. Find me a weakness from Baylor. You will have my attention because Porter Moser said their biggest weakness is, I guess, they don't have a backup point guard. And we're nitpicking when he says that. Yeah, yeah. when you're getting down to back a point guard as a team's weakness, we are really trying to find something. Yeah, yeah. Baylor has no weaknesses, but I would say they don't have that star, star player. Well, if we want to, we can kind of move on in games to recap. We start um, day before New Year's Eve, so that'll be Thursday, December 30th. UCF, kind of a good team. I know Michigan's not that good, but getting a win at home to improve to 9-2, and two, beating the Wolverines by 14 points. UCF is kind of a team to watch Michigan. out for. This UCF is a team to watch out for in the Michigan American. stinks. That Michigan, tells me more about yeah, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan stinks. It might tell you more about Michigan, but what's it say about UCF that they're able to win by 14 against a Power 5 opponent at home and a Power 5 opponent, nonetheless, that was ranked in the top 10 in the preseason polls. What's their record, by the way? UCF after that game? No, UCF. UCF improved to nine and two after that game. Yeah. They're kind of sneaky. I want Darren, to talk about Juwan Howard a little bit. Darren Green Jr. Did we jump? Twenty seven. Let's start that conversation. Jump the gun. Let's, um, let's we, talk about Juwan Howard because he's got. Should we happen. talk about it now or should we talk about it in the Rutgers recap? We can talk about it now <laughs> because I kind of have a lot to say about Rutgers in that recap. He's got talent and they are not producing. It is freshman talent to no, be fair. I think a lot of it is. Here's what I will say. He does. He doesn't have a point guard. He doesn't have a Xavier. As much as you guys want to slander they Xavier Simpson, Mike like Smith, they were four generals. I'll slander Mike Smith all the fuck I want. Yeah, he, pardon my French. He didn't but, turn the t- he did not turn the ball over. He did not. Do I that. don't care, Luker. When you have Musa Diabite, high ass recruit, mm-hmm. Caleb Houston, high ass, they're recruit, not shooting the and ball. You still well. have Hunter Dickinson and Eli Brooks. I think you need that a Michigan's guard. talent was a little bit overstated preseason. Yes. However, yes. they are still severely underperforming. They should that be a minimum to be top twenty team. Yes. I believe so. Minimum top 20. They should they should be a top 20 to yes. 25 team. I Without still even think Juwan yes. Howard is a great coach. But he would be a tick overrated. For at least yeah. from what he we was can, last year to this year, it is okay. like a Luke agrees serious on that. I was I not do, expecting I do that. agree on that. I think he okay. is. He's tick overrated just because. I, I don't see. I don't know if I'm gonna drop the overrated. I, I, I think he's already. a top. Like, let's he's give him a little bit of time. Let's give him some time, guys. That's true. He's a top 5 to 10 coach still. 
Is he is underperforming he? this year? I would say absolutely. Really? Now, once again, I'll say it again. His preseason Every expectations were a little overstated. but really Roy Williams had two straight years where his team was around the 500, maybe even close to under 500 line, and mm-hmm. no one called him overrated. So like, Regardless, I don't want to that. spend too much time on this Michigan-UCF game, so should we move on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was kind of the big game from that night, New Year's Eve. We did not see that many games. But, man, Saturday, New Year's Day, plenty of good college basketball on the TV. Memphis gets a, gets a win by a lot at Wichita State. Not super important, you'd think, but Wichita State had a good record. Memphis went in there, beat them. So, Wichita Memphis State kinda, they need says, something, says something about Wichita State, says something about Memphis. Wichita Both kind of mid-teams. They stink. They still have Tyson, yeah. Etienne, and Dexter Dennis, but it's like they're not going to get those guys. Have been there for quite some they're time. They're not yeah, going to no. get them. They're not that good. But then you also had Texas covering a what a minus eleven spread at home against West Virginia, who was yeah. eleven and one coming into that game. Yeah, I think West Virginia is a decent team. I it's think they solid. are too. Yeah. And by the way, guess who led scoring for Texas that game? Marcus Carr with twenty. We remember he, Marcus Carr. Yeah, he is a do. stud. We've been saying this. Texas has a lot of talent, especially so at the much. guard position. Oh it's God. actually so crazy. Much. Unlimited. They have yeah. four, four probably top four, four or five star recruits in SQ, and, and Jones, Marcus Carr. And what have we been saying all year? Once they find their ideal lineup and they start hitting their stride, this Texas team, I think personally, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree, has a lot of potential. Yeah, Marcus I, Carr is averaging ten points a game right now, and Texas actually. is and Texas is still ranked. Texas is a ranked team with Marcus Carr averaging 10 points per I mean, game. I don't know how Imagine you once they you figure out to give Marcus Carr the, Car the ball. I mean, Andrew Jones, hands. Marcus Carr, Courtney Ramey, and then off the bench they have Christian Bishop, Devin Devin It's like that's a lot of talent. Whether you think they're doing good or not or you think they're a good team now or not, doesn't really matter. The great, amount of talent on their team alone shows their potential. They had mm-hmm. great guards last year with better big men. With the same talent. And they were a good team but last Brown year. But was not played at all last They were a good team last year. Did they lose to Albino Christian? Sure, but a lot they of the teams choke at March Madness. I hate to say that. It's just happening. They also had it's called March Madness, Madness for a reason. They also didn't have Greg Brown because of Shaka Smart. So, mm-hmm. let's think about Same this. Same thing with Christian Bishop, I guess. Well, not I, I still think Chris Beard's trying to find his ideal lineup setting. Either way, Texas is a good team. Agree team to watch out for down the stretch. See how the yeah. guard play develops. Once they find that ideal lineup, how they can maximize their potential. Something interested to look interesting to look forward to. Um, so keep your eye on the Texas Longhorns. See how they do. Um, then moving on, Creighton at Marquette. Double overtime thriller. How about Alex O'Connell? I mean, Creighton, Creighton did not deserve to win this game, but they pull it out 75-69. But, man, luck. Alex O'Connell, huge three. All luck. Huge three to tie it and send it into double All overtime. All luck. Luck. Anything else you have Full to say besides luck? luck? No, Cry? Luck. Cry? Cry plus <laughs> luck. Ratio. I mean, Creighton was up big. You're at just half. so unlucky. They were up They were up 16 and a half. They go into overtime. Alex O'Connell hits the luckiest shot in the first overtime I've ever seen to force double overtime. I mean, I guess, you know, as Marquette fan, there are a lot of positives from this game. Yeah. You go down 16 and a half, you force overtime, and then you get beat on a shot by Alex O'Connell fading away four feet behind the arc. You know, it's fine. You also also Iguodaro, dog. 22 points on 10-12 shooting. There's a lot of bright spots for Marquette. I still think Creighton's frauds. No, um, I disagree, but continue. Did you see the Villanova game last night? Yeah, they also did beat Villanova, and they played Iowa State. Yeah, really yeah Iowa point State. They already fantastic beat team. Also, also by the way, that good. the only dark spot you can take away if you're Marquette, you can't score two points in a five-minute period in double overtime. They scored two points in double overtime. Can't be doing that. I understand maybe some guys were in foul trouble, things like that. Once you get deep into the game, people are tired. Yeah. More inexperience on Marquette. They're a younger team. 
the same time, putting up two points in double overtime is unacceptable. Find ways to get to the line. If you're in double overtime, you're in the double bonus for sure at that point. So find ways to get to the line, get to the hoop. But that's definitely something that I think Marquette has to take away from this game, although they did deserve to win the game. Um, then moving on, Alex thinks Iowa State is overrated. Iowa State was number I never, eight. I never said they were overrated. Why did I say that? Pre-podcast. You, you just said that. Talking. No. You said they I don't said, have a number two guy, so they're overrated. I'm not sold on Iowa State. Okay, okay. Either being way. Being a top 10 team in the country. Not sold on Iowa State being a top 10 team in the country. They cover against Baylor, losing 77 to 72. Good teams win, great teams cover. That's, to, be fair, yeah. to be fair to Alex, when he was like, you know, who, Iowa State, like, who else do they really have stepping up? Like, Gabe Kalsher. Gabe Kalsher dropped zero points that game. Thank Tristan and Aruna <laughs> dropped 23, <laughs> though. You. Tristan and Aruna dropped 23. Yeah, Aruna's been a decent piece. I'm not saying Iowa State is Iowa State is a well-coached team by Oberholzer. They can get it it done if they need to get it done. The defensive intensity I'm seeing from Iowa State is unlike the the past few years. It's a completely new Iowa State. Hilton Magic is back, by the way. We We can officially say that. Lames is no more. Lames is no more. Yeah, Lames is no more. Keeping it within five with Baylor in a big game? Baylor's it's a good impressive. team. If you can, they hung seventy two on the Baylor Bears. Yeah, that's, I would that's say. When, how, how much did Baylor team. hold Villanova to again? About thirty eight. Yeah. Thirty eight points. Yeah, yeah. seventy two is not too bad for the second. Iowa State shot one of fourteen from three. So and they hung within five. Yeah, shooting seven percent from three. You're really not going to win many games doing that. The they they sank can keep it close and one covered. three point jumper. One. One singular. <laughs> I love this Iowa State team this year. I do too. I think they're I, really their intensity is they're really a fun to watch. Team, they're an intense team. It's not a team that I don't want to go up against come March at all. I wouldn't want to go into Hilton. I wouldn't want to go into Ames. That's a tough place yeah. to play this year, one hundred percent. I don't think they have enough scores. I mean, the thing is that they can get a lot of people to step up, though. We've seen that. Whether it's Couch or whether it's somebody else, because Couch had zero that game, and then somebody else steps up. You have Enter to step up. Couch has 33 or zero, whatever he chooses. They're, yeah, they're Couch really is a. You never know what you're you going to get from Couch. You never know. It's a lottery get. ticket. Um, He's a serious lottery ticket. We went on, we have battle teams who had pretty good records in the Big East. Providence destroys DePaul. Providence went on the road 70 to 53. Providence, me and Wesley talked to him on the last podcast. We think they're a good team. AJ Reeves, Nate Watson, we talked about Al Durham. We'll get to later when they get beat by Marquette pretty bad. No A.J. Reeves. Marquette still would have won that game. I understand that, Alex. I know you're going to make that point. However, this Providence team is a good team. Team to watch out yeah, for. I think it's just kind of funny team. that, like, whenever DePaul like, has even, like, a half-decent record and people, like, are like, hey, like, look out DePaul, for DePaul. It's they like do... they always suffer an embarrassing loss Dude, the next DePaul, day. DePaul, they're not that bad this year. I'll and that's them, fine. But whenever anybody on, like, Twitter or anything starts hyping up DePaul, they always suffer about a 20-point loss. Yeah, but they, they haven't won the close games. They just lost to St. John's last night. They lost to Providence. I mean, you got you got to win those Javon games. You got to win some Big East games to get to get the respect. Uh, moving on, we have Virginia going on the road to beat Syracuse. Syracuse, I feel like, has fallen this year, which is weird because yep. they haven't lost. They picked well, up their defense is maybe the most pitiful thing I've seen in. Yeah, the Cuse zone is not lifetime. very good. What's terrible? The, the lead that they blew to Miami last night, which we'll get to. Not good at all. Cuse just, they don't have the length like a typical Syracuse zone team has. Which is weird because it's like they have Jesse Edwards. They they yep. picked up Jimmy Beheim, who's got length. They He transferred into Cornell. He's having a pretty good year. But, but he's not like one of the most athletic, long defenders that no, no, Beheim typically gets. They did have somebody transfer off to the Pac-12. I can't put my finger on his name right now. I feel like he plays for Arizona or Arizona State. 
but or no, he played. He might play for Oregon. Either way, yeah, they did lose some guys. They lost some length. I don't care how many guys you lose. Their defense is just terrible. They're mm-hmm. underperforming severely right yep. now. Uh, we talked about how UCF was pretty good. SMU beat them at home by twelve. On the oh next boy, day, January second, a chance to talk about. I think SMU. you forgot. I think you missed a game on that Saturday. Did you mention Villanova Seton Hall that day? I did not. Yep. Let's talk about. Needs to be talked about. Seton Hall or Seton Hall loses at home to Nova. Nova finally getting back on track. Thoughts on Nova? Four loss uh, team. They're well coached. They're well coached. But like the Very fact that they were like. They came into Biggie's play with, what was it, three losses already? Yep. I don't know. I mean, they're, they I'm have so much worried. talent, it's unbelievable. It's a classic Nova so team. So much talent. It is a classic Nova they're team. They're not that deep. I don't think Nova teams have ever really been that deep. But their starting five is good. And Very they're yes. all good. Very good. All five of them are good. Uh, except Dixon. Dixon's mad. Eric Dixon. <laughs> Four points. <laughs> yeah. But I think Colin Gillespie's going to lead them to a, I don't know. Biggie's champ? But while we're on this game, let's talk about Seton Hall for a little bit. Alex, I know you were saying Jared Roden was maybe your player of the year for the Big East. He's having a nice year for him. Very nice year. Yeah, Jared Roden's a stud. He does it. Shooting the three, scoring inside. Very versatile player, averaging 16.5, seven boards. I really like Jared Roden. I like Bryce Aiken off the bench. Yeah, they got a nice guard duel. Seton Hall had some COVID problems this game, but it's a tough loss at home. Yeah. I think Every Seton team Hall would have loved to win year. that. <clears throat> but yeah, that, I think that's pretty much it for them. That's the, it uh, for Saturday. Yeah. That's that's the only one that was truly missed from the, uh, the yeah. New Year's Day sheet. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of games postponed. Um, yeah, a lot of them. We don't even need to get into them just because yeah, they're just, just ridiculous. It was probably twenty plus. So. If you really want to know, you guys can go look yourself. Plenty of games that are canceled that we'd love to see. Pretty much every day of college basketball. So that's sad, but. Like I said, I want to mention SMU. They improved to 11-3 and with this win over UCF. They haven't lost since November. Kendrick Davis drops 28-8 and against the UCF team that beat Michigan by 14. No. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant 28. But no, no. 20-8-8. He is a point guard. He dropped, he dropped 20 points, had 8 rebounds, I got you. and 8 assists. This guy does it all for SMU. Okay, smooth. I think, he's, I think he's a really good player. I don't really want to talk about SMU, and here's why. Let's look at their losses. Missouri, six and seven. Missouri stinks. Okay, never been good. Oregon, frauds, proven frauds, and they lost by twenty three. This is why I don't want to talk about SMU. No, those are beginning of the year losses, though. They beat a good UCF team. They beat a Dayton team who went and beat Kansas. Dayton is not anything to write home about, in my opinion. Well, no, but they controlled the game. They won the game by eight points. I'm just, just going to go out there and say it. SMU stinks. I'm just saying, watch out for SMU and the American. If they go on a run, and if they finish this season with, like, fewer than seven losses, don't be surprised. I will be soundly <coughs> sleeping on them. All right. Well, they're gonna, they, they have a guaranteed two I'm losses here. in Houston. Pony up. Pony up. Just saying. We'll watch when they lose 25 to Houston. All right. Well, well they, So they're minimum five, minimum we, five losses. If we want to talk about embarrassing losses that night, Indiana goes on the road to Penn State and loses 61-58. Not helping Trace Jackson Davis's National Player of the Year campaign, or even Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, I don't that know, hurts. I him. don't know how John Harar is still on Penn State. He's been there for eight. <laughs> he years. has been there forever. <laughs> he <laughs> is me and Charlie. Were and Miles Dredd is still hooping for okay, Penn State. Wait, He's been there for a while too. Harar is averaging eleven and ten and a half. But I just watch him play, and he's just the most mid player I've ever seen. <laughs> he's just mid. Nothing special. I mean, I guess he's got the fundamentals down pat, but. Man. Nothing fun. Nothing. Horrible fun. loss for Indiana. 
Horrible. Yeah. Number 12, Houston rolls at Temple, 66-61. Let them back in the game at the end of it, but Houston continues to win. Number 13, Ohio State goes on the road to Nebraska ball. Needs overtime to win that game. <laughs> I thought this would potentially be a trap game because Nebraska is not as bad as people think. They're they're bad, well, but they're, they're not heading to 0-3 in conference. Malachi so Brown. Penn State bad. So Alex is worried about the guards, but Malachi Branham did have 35 that game. That'll happen because 35. common misconception. Malachi Branham literally takes probably 15 shots per game. It's ridiculous. 19. He was 13 for 19 that game. Okay, That's but there's also percentage. games where he goes 2 of 11 or 2 of 12. Some, well, some terrible stat. The real story here is that it, it just wasn't EJ's day. No, Two for field, two for fourteen. Really? Yeah. Are we serious, EJ? Are we serious? Do you still? But he still had ten, eight, and five. Yeah. So like, and three blocks as well. So he's he still he's does still finding stuff. ways to affect. Yeah, him. I mean that's yeah. why he's top five. Yeah, he's good players do good things. Bryce McGowan's eighteen points for Nebraska. He is one. a nice player for Nebraska. Yes. Yeah, five star recruit. That's what. That's why they got talent. That's why they could have potential. Maybe. In uh, some sleeper upset games in the Big Ten play, you never really know. Maybe Bryce McGowan's ball's they up might beat 30. Penn State. Maybe. Maybe. No, they will. No, they'll beat Penn State. Uh, they will. <laughs> they, should, they should be Penn State. Maybe. At home. Plus, Miles, Miles Dredd just, you know, pops off as a thirty-five. Michigan State gets a six-point win at Northwestern. Then we move into uh, Monday, January 3rd. 23 Wisconsin goes on the road, upsets number three Purdue. Thanks to game. Johnny Davis' 37 oh, What points. a game. And Just all I had 14 Purdue rebounds. fans saying how the 14. refs were so biased towards Wisconsin that game. But if you look at the final foul call totals, it was not even very – there wasn't too much of a difference in my opinion. 22 to 17 in the foul category. Yeah, like come on, Purdue. Like just cry some more. Like weep. Weep. Yeah, Zach Eadie's kind of the only player that had a good game. Purdue shot 41% from the field. Bad shot bad. 25% from three and won the game. And they kind of live or die by the three ball, honestly. So the fact that they can they can win a game on the road against a top five team while shooting twenty five percent from the field is impressive. I did see maybe the greatest pass of all time in this game when Travion's yes. inbound yes. pass to Zach Eady at the basket, a full court pass that was yes. basically an alley oop. Yeah, it could have been an alley. Yeah, just pinpoint accuracy over the top of Brad's outstretched fingers, right into Zach Eady's seven foot four arms and. And Jaden Ivey may want to burn the tapes of this game. That's all I'm going to say. Johnny owned them on offense and defense. Does, both, clips. Both, both sides. Does, does have to be noted, I am a little bit concerned about Wisconsin's depth, but that's getting into, like, March. They only oh, have seven This has been an issue the, the whole year. Yeah, yeah. This I, has I, been a full I mean, year I've, issue. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I, I just don't know how far they can go in the Big Ten tournament or the Big, or the big Dance with I, that. I, with honestly, Carter Gilmore getting 19 minutes. <laughs> Man, he is, an, in, the, he is the definition of an inefficient player. <laughs> He's the definition of a workhorse on the treadmill. He is the definition of a Tony Snell out there getting exercise. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough if to watch. If you can honestly. contain Johnny, you'll beat Wisconsin. Yeah, that, I agree with what you say. However, I think that's a very, very difficult far. thing but to do. He is always the most athletic player on the court. Yeah. So he can always get his. Very but, difficult. But he has an off night and they lose. Just against pretty much anybody, honestly, that's within the top 80 in. Uh, and then he's kind of rankings. If if he does if he has an off night, like a bad off night, they'll probably lose, which mm-hmm. is sad. So that's why I think I kind of agree with Luke's take. I don't really know how far they're really gonna go, other than maybe a game. It's, or two. it's as far as Johnny Davis takes. It's as far as they take him exactly. And he's there's only, and there's only so much he can do. Here. And by the way, this was at Mackey Arena. This yeah. is, needs yeah. to be said. Badgers were twelve and a half point underdogs. Pretty yeah. good win. Twelve and a half point dogs. Yeah. Like, Probably all Great you degenerates pick. out there that bet Badgers <laughs> money line, catch those checks, baby. That was that was a big one. Yeah, then Iowa gets their first Big Ten win to improve to 11-3. and three. Maryland shot 45%. 
they had all their starters in double figures. I don't know if that says something about Iowa's defense or if it says something about Iowa as a good enough team to overcome things like that. But Keegan Murray ties his career high with 35 points that game, uh, 14 for 21 shooting. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. Nice, <laughs> one of not, one of two Iowa players in double figures. It's, it's good. It's good That's for. Nice game. It's, <laughs> it's good for Iowa to get a nice Big Ten win under their belt against Maryland. So yeah, they're struggling with the Turgeon thing, but Iowa needed that first Big Ten win. I think for the there was a time so. in this game when Fats Russell was like six of nine from the field, and I was like, oh, don't look now. Fats Russell is having an efficient. Uh, you know, game from the field, and he ends up seven for fifteen. So he, <laughs> still solid. He took, it's still solid, but he took like nine more shots and made about one. So that's just hilarious to me. It was funny. Yeah. It, it, it fats will fats. That's what's gonna happen. It'll happen. Fats the Russell fats. Westbrook of college basketball. Yeah, as I've said before. Yes. Uh, then we then we get to next day. So Tuesday, January fourth. So Tuesday, two days ago, number one Baylor at home takes here Oklahoma eighty four seventy four. I still think Oklahoma's a good team though. I agree. I think Oklahoma is a scary team in the Big 12. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you love Porter Moser as a a coach because Oklahoma came out on the road against the number one team in the country, and they held their ground. Exactly. For sure. you got to be very excited about the future if you're you're a Sooner fan. I agree. I agree. I mean, Baylor, LJ Cryer is their leading scorer coming off the bench, but Akinjo and Flagler had phenomenal games in this one. Phenomenal. Uh, Then we kind of get into... Some more games we had that day. We had 14 Texas going on the road to beat Kansas State 70-57. But this was the big one, 16 Kentucky at 21 LSU. LSU. A depleted Kentucky team. Yeah, I mean, Ty Ty Washington got hurt during the game. And um, Wheeler got hurt earlier. Oh, he was not looking good. Ty played 33 minutes. The last last six minutes, he was limping on the court. Dude was struggling. Severe Wheeler injured playing only four minutes. That's the reason why Kentucky lost this game. Yeah. Jacob Toppin had a rare good game. 65 to 60. Jacob, Jacob Toppin played well. Stinks. I think he's terrible too, but he had a really nice well, game. And, and Keon Brooks only had two. It's just, it was kind of an off night for Kentucky, so credit to LSU for getting the win. They did play well defensively that night. Severe Wheeler makes but, that team go. Yes. That's a good point. I agree. Yeah, the wheels make the car go. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree. But, yeah, a lot of turnovers in that game for both teams. 15 for each team. Yeah. Well, LSU is a great defensive team. Well, the, the final great. play of that game was like oh, um, she boy was the weirdest the thing ever. Away. The ball was being thrown oh all God. around the court. It was like they were using that fumble ball on Madden. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fumble, crazy. fumble ruski mode on Madden. <laughs> definitely looked like that. Yeah, definitely something that was not super clean. Definitely a sloppy game. Uh, Rutgers beats Michigan at home by 8, 75-67. Geo Baker has a rare good game. Hmm. Not something rare. he's had much this season. Well, he's season. had a rare game because he hasn't played much this season. Minimal. He's yeah. played minimal this season. Is there anything so you want to say much. about that? I mean, Hunter Dickinson did what yeah, he needed to do I, that I, game. Honestly, it's like, just... Gio Baker dropped 27 points. Like, where are his flowers? Like, I feel like he just gets no love. People are like, oh, Gio Baker, very good game. Anybody else dropped 27, it's his story. But Gio Baker and Ron Harper Jr., when they are both healthy, both playing, and both, you know, kind of have their feet under themselves. Ron Harper's one of the, the best, best players in the nation. Team. Ron Harper's the best player on that team. He's I agree. Gio. I agree. Yeah, he has been for a couple of years that's by the team. But last year they were just bad as a team, so he was the best, the worst. I mean, last year they won one game in March Madness. How are they I, a bad team? But this I'd is when Ron Harper in the beginning of the season started hot and he was just kinda of assumed to be the best player on that team throughout the whole way. Yeah, but but I think that this Rutgers team is actually pretty good. Like I think they're starting to get healthy. I'm not gonna sit here and say that they're world beaters or anything. But you compared to how they were in the beginning of the year when you they were they losing to... Get them in March and win a game? you think they can win a game in March? As an optimist, I do think so. 
But I think there. them getting into that's March Madness is the accomplishment in and of itself, considering yeah, the way they started. Yeah, but I think fair. with their win over Purdue, and Purdue was number one, this is another good win against Michigan. I know yeah. that Michigan is disappointing, but at the end of the day, you're playing a Big Ten team. Conference a Big play. Ten win is a win. A it's a win. a win. So I, I think that... They could maybe do it. This Rutgers team is better than people think. I'll just say that. Fair. Okay. I'm not going to go on a rant or anything. I just think they're better than people think. They did have a, an all-time rough start for a Power 5 team. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, this is what I'm saying about Michigan. Devontae Jones, that's their point guard that they got from Coastal Carolina's transfer. Zero points. When was the last time Michigan point guard dropped zero points? I don't think Mike Smith did that last year. And if he did, he was doing something else. Devontae Jones did nothing. Michigan needs a point guard. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's a big problem from them for them this year, as far as that's what I'm seeing. Uh, more Big Ten action. Illinois goes on the road, destroys Minnesota, despite, I think, Minnesota's student section was chanting at Kofi or something like <laughs> they that. They said yeah. Kofi was overrated. Which, and Illinois, which is a laughable chant. Illinois won 76-53. And you got 29-10 yeah. on your head. <laughs> when someone drops that on you, and you're chanting overrated. Like, and they lost by 23. You might yeah. just yeah. at home. Yeah. A 10-1 Minnesota team going into the game. Mm-hmm. Illinois comes into Minnesota and absolutely destroys them. Illinois. Not much else to say. Will be ranked now, I hope, to God, at least. They better be. They better yep. be. But this team, Illinois team, I mean, I don't really want to say spooky. Cold, they're just, spooky. No, because they're, they're, they're just good. Yeah, I, I, I know good. I know what you're saying, Leslie. Like, I, don't, I don't think they're spooky. I think they're just straight up good. I think they're a straight they up good, good team that was simply not team. ranked because of the beginning of their season's struggles Correct. when they didn't have Kofi. Yes. Yeah. Like their game with Marquette. I mean, want to talk about teams that aren't spooky? Arkansas losing at home to Vanderbilt, 75. Arkansas is Scotty Pippen Jr. Terrible. Scotty Pippen Jr. Scotty Pippen Jr. 22. stinks. They stink. <laughs> Scotty Pippen Jr. Man, if Vanderbilt didn't have Scotty Pippen Jr., I think they'd lose like every game. <laughs> Scotty Pippen Jr. puts the team on his back every game. He's a really good player, by the way. You want to talk about other underappreciated players? Scotty Pippen Jr. has to be up there. He does play exceptionally well. And I'm not just talking about because of name recognition. He puts up the points with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um but like we said, embarrassing for Arkansas, losing to Vanderbilt. Like, really, guys? Are we, are we serious now? Are we serious right now? Uh, getting into some more matchups, though. Six Kansas goes on the road to Oklahoma State. 74-63, they get the win there. Marquette at home destroys 16 Providence, like we said earlier, without A.J. Reeves. However, Marquette played exceptionally well. Just, I, I don't think that matters. Justin take, a, Lewis. take a victory lap here. Yeah, 88-56. That was... More than a 50-point win. It was or a 30-point win. 32-point win. Best game I've seen Tyler Kolek play, and you might look at the stat sheet and say, wow, he only had three points. But he had nine assists and only one turnover, and he was exceptional on the defensive end. Great team win from all, all around for Marquette. Oso Iguodaro again. Most improved player for sure on Marquette. 16 points, six boards, six seven from the floor. Kirk Weth had like six blocks in this one. Best game Mark has played. Love to see Justin Easily. Lewis taking all the shots because he's their offensive weapon. Jay Lou is that dude. Jay Lou is that dude. Darren Morsell had his his first couple weeks maybe. Even. He had a nice beginning of the year. I he may have fooled us. and He totally fooled us. I had no <laughs> idea where it came from. He didn't I, play that much. He got into foul trouble. I would watch Darren Morsell at the beginning of the year. I was like, you know what? what I remember this? him being a nice player in Maryland, but I didn't remember him being an offensive juggernaut. No. The Turgeon effect. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. That's just like... That's genuinely what I thought. I thought, wow, this is what happens to players when you get them away from Mark Turgeon. Now, I still believe that, don't get me wrong, but he's kind of proved like, okay, you know what, that was maybe his peak. He's cooled off a little bit. He's still the leader of the team, and also Cam Jones was out against Creighton with COVID. 
four or five from three, 14 points off the bench. So Yeah, and Colorado State stays undefeated, getting a win at home against Air Force. Move into Wednesday, January 5th. Um, yeah, Michigan State getting a win at home against Nebraska, ball 79-67. Alabama going on the road to beat Florida after, and that was a hard-fought game. By the way, Bama Florida was up at half. half. Yeah, Florida yeah. was fighting for a lot of that game. Castleton had another great game, nineteen and seven. The line was Florida. Castleton's a good player for Florida, by the way. Florida were only one or were one and a half point favorites in that game, so Vegas they must have really? a serious respect for Florida. Yeah, wow. nine and three team coming in. Florida. Well, the thing is, Bama is so unpredictable. I mean, if you look at their wins and losses, it's here. It's like, how oh, you beat Gonzaga, you lose to Iona. Oh. Sad. Mm-hmm. All five Bama starters were in double figures that game. Needs to be said. Uh, Tennessee beats Ole Miss 66-16 overtime. Not good for Really Tennessee. pulling for Ole Miss in this one. Luke, you alerted, no, alluded to this game earlier when you said Tennessee scored what? Was it again? Uh, two points in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, tough stuff. So, nonetheless, good comeback from Tennessee. Come Back from, I mean, scoring two points in the first ten minutes. If you calculate that, that, that is, is on average to score that eight an, points in the entire game. That's an are we serious moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, good stuff from them to come back. I mean, their defense really held it down for them. 21-19 and a half. Um, but still, really? Ole Miss, Tennessee? I mean, it, their offensive production worries me slightly. And that's why Arizona kind of always giving up, has giving up all those points. Five years has been a trend. But yeah. this year I didn't think so much, but... But man, this game. Never know. But good, good grit on Tennessee to figure out a way to pull out the win despite like one of the slowest starts in college basketball history. Yeah. Um, then we get into other games. Uh, VCU goes on the road to Dayton, wins fifty three fifty two. We talked about how Dayton was not going to win that many games. VCU hits a three, like pretty pretty much to win the game with like five seconds left. VCU is a defensive stud team. They're a gritty team. Watch out for them in the A-10, by the way, which is not that bad of a conference this year. I think me and Wesley talked about that last podcast, how the A-10 could be good. Nuga goes on the road to Wofford, gets a win 75-67. Nuga. Nuga. Nuga will, will win this conference. I'm telling I think you right so now. as well. They're 12-3. and three. I, I keep betting on them every time. They never let me down. That's so, so kind. So good stuff uh, right there. Um, but, man, bad loss for Syracuse. They lost by 188-87. Syracuse was up 44-30 to 30 at halftime. They were up, like, 44-26 in the first half, and they blew this game in the second half to Miami. Who's now I don't expect three. anything out of this Cuse team. No, I just don't. It. No, it's, it's, it's tough stuff, especially to lose to a team like Miami. Even so though Miami doesn't even have Chris Likes. Yeah, they're just so not that good. That's ridiculous. They're worse well, than their record shows. Chris Likes. Uh, Nova, Nova beats Creighton uh, at home. 75-41, so That's extremely handled. That is, yeah. Extremely handled. That is flip-flop of the games because Serious. Creighton destroyed Nova at home, too. Yeah, you think Nova <laughs> remembered that one coming back home? I think yeah. they did. I think so. I think they did, too. A really good game, 25 Texas Tech at 11 Iowa State. Hilton Magic does prevail, but, man, Texas Tech is a gritty team. And under man, I Texas Tech I love Texas Tech. Final score forward. of 51-47. to 47. Yeah. Texas Tech had seven eligible players. They had a bunch of guys in the COVID protocols. No Terrence Shannon with back spells. No Terrence Shannon, Kevin no Kevin McCuller. Yep. But they still fought. This Texas team has a lot of grit. Marco Santa, Marco Santa Silva needs more minutes from Texas Tech. He had one of the filthiest oh, dunks I've seen. He needs more minutes. Oh, I don't know if he needs more minutes. I think he'll be better. Is way better. Yeah, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you just give him 18. Why don't you put them both out there? I feel like they're more of a guard-driven team, to be, to be honest. Here. Are they? Because their guards did not score that much. But the one they're fully healthy. When they're is, fully healthy. That is, okay, that's true. They are a guard-driven team. Healthy. They had McClung last year. We saw that. I was very impressed with Texas Tech. Obviously, they lost the game, 
but they, defensively, they were takeaway. very good. They fought the entire game. Yeah. They main takeaway from this game horrible is horrible from the free throw Pertains line to Texas Tech, not yeah. Iowa State. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, Texas Tech, 6 of 15 from the free throw line, really? Make a few more, you'd probably win the game. I mean, how about the Fighting Troyers, though? Coming back home, knocking off freaking UNC, 78-73. Notre Dame's starting to find their identity. How I many points did Prentice Hub have? Prentice Hub had seven, but he's not their guy anymore. Two like, nine from the floor. Prentice Hub is old news, guys. No, yeah, he he is because they have Blake yeah, Wesley. Lususki, I mentioned and I mentioned Lususki, and Paul Atkinson. Yeah, Paul Atkinson. Yeah. Yeah, player of the year from nice. Player of the Year from uh, the Ivy League was Paul it's Atkinson. Sad, it's an but I'm telling you, they have Blake Wesley. Prentice Hub. He, he could be. He could, he cooked. might be one of the best. I think Blake Wesley's one of the best freshmen in the country. Prentice Hub is cooked. Wesley and I talked about Blake Wesley last podcast. Great freshman on their team. He dropped 18 that game. Yeah, I think no, the Prentice Hub storyline shines above all, honestly. I don't really care about Notre Dame except for Prentice Hub. <laughs> no just, Dawson Garcia for UNC. Yeah, that, he plays that's a pretty big role. He does play a big role. Uh, that brings us into today. First big game of today happened at 1 o'clock. Loyola wins 79-74 at San Fran. Yeah, be like, okay, San Fran, blah, blah, blah. San Fran's a decent team. They were 13-1 coming to this game. Loyola is still a good team. They're 10-2, and, and they good. have good losses, by the way. They just yep. kind of have a culture there. I yep. think, I think their, loss, their losses are to Michigan State and Auburn. So, great losses. And I, think both those are, them, I think both Loyola and Both San were single-digit losses. They played Auburn pretty good, too. Yeah. I remember watching yeah. that game. Both of them were single-digit. get a shot to drop in that one. I think Loyola and San Fran are honestly both tournament teams. Could be, could be. I mean, yeah. bubble. Potentially, I don't know. I don't. About I don't know about San Fran just because Gonzaga's over there. Especially get that large at like a twelve if they have like two or three losses. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're gonna, gonna have more than two losses. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Right That's now. what I'm saying. Yeah, they're gonna. Uh, run into Gonzaga. the Zags and but as far as like, as far as tonight, St. Mary's and the yeah. Toreros. And as far as tonight no, goes, we got some. We got some more Big Ten action. Ohio State, thirteen Ohio State going on the road to Indiana. Indiana's minus three and a half tonight against Ohio State. Yeah. You think Indiana's going to win that game? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got Ohio State. I'm trusting Big Zed Key to get the job done tonight. We're trusting Zed Key and not EJ Liddell. We are All trusting right. Zed Key to get the job done tonight. <laughs> you, can, you can mark my words. He had a huge game against Duke. Assembly Hall Duke. is a very tough place to play. Give me Indiana. Yeah, but Zed Key, key to success. Watch out. Oh, if my he, God. If he gets the ball in his hands, it's Let's over. Let's wrap our arms it's around over. Zed Key and not EJ Liddell. You can't wrap your arms around Zed Key because he's so big. Let's get to this Iowa Wisconsin game because I know that's what we all care about. That right is now. the big game, yeah. I got Iowa tonight. I mean, not a shock to anybody <laughs> with eyes and ears. Yeah, I think Iowa's supporting Cast a little bit better. I think Keegan Murray shows why he is the nation's leading scorer. I do think the refs play a big part in this game, and I'm not saying it's bad. One, they're all always preemptively saying that the refs are going to play a role today. No, you you wonder what's going to happen. You have to listen. You can't you can't just discredit somebody without listening to the reason. Okay, here's the issue. Joe Toussaint is a hack on defense. He's a serious and when, hack. And, ref, and, refs some, and when refs call those fouls, not good. Because I think Joe Toussaint's going to be on Johnny Davis tonight. So if they let Joey oh, Toussaint boy, play I physical hope. and kind of hack-like, that is going to hurt Johnny Davis's production. This argument only, is taking a turn only, from what I thought it would be. And, you can and, only pull the ref argument like before a game which I, if it's Duke because they have Theo John. Oh my like, gosh, shut up, Alex. You know, We're not even talking about that. Worst fouls of all time. Okay. It doesn't matter what kind of We're talking about Johnny Davis. If if Joe Toussaint is allowed by the by the officiating crew to play phys, to play like physical kind of hackish defense with Johnny Davis, I think Johnny then Davis I think that plays, on Joe Toussaint. I think that that place I mean, I'd rather have Tony Perkins on him from Iowa. I think Tony Perkins is a great player. Tony Perkins. Maybe Aaron <laughs> But but at the same time, I mean I mean it's 
I hope this game's a physical game for Iowa's sake. If it's not, then it's not like it's bad refing. It's just score prediction. Iowa. The, I think the seventy over-unders. Iowa seventy one Wisconsin sixty five. Ooh, I think the over under is one. What do you say? One forty seven and a half. Yeah, over-under. it's big because I think, Iowa, I think Iowa's it's Wisconsin. Iowa scores the most. Sixty seven. Iowa sixty one. I think Johnny Davis goes to ten on Iowa this game. I got Wisconsin. 72-71. Wow, tight Well, I hope it's a game like 69-65. Well, I, I guess I'm, not, a very I'm a lone game. Iowa supporter here. We'll see if they can get done. Keegan Murray just needs to have a huge day, it's obviously. Because you're the a lot of bias picks in the middle of the deal. Um, the reasonable ones, too. SMU is underdogs at Cincinnati. Yeah. So take SMU. They're going to go, go to 12-3 and three right now. You guys yeah. just don't We've realize We've talked it. about SMU for the rest of the year. You guys just don't realize it. US, USC plays at Cal. They're only five and a half favorites despite being number seven yeah, and that's undefeated. That's weird. Cal's a five-loss team. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's something to take a look USC at. USC is nice. They are very nice. Mm-hmm. Get, Isaiah Mobley I think playing. a lot of the Pac-12 teams are flying onto the radar this yeah, year. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't I'd know agree. if Isaiah Mobley is playing tonight. Didn't you mention that he maybe might not be playing? I mean, I still like him over Cal. I don't they really still care. Got <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. Boogie Ellis. Then we get into kind of tomorrow's game. Marquette goes on the road to Georgetown. Should... Get Marquette into double-digit wins tomorrow, right? Hopefully, get them 10-6. Yes. That'd be that'd be big for them. Um, just to kind of get that under the belt. Uh, number 22, Xavier, should win on the road at Butler. Uh, the sad thing is the postponed game tomorrow night would be Colorado State yeah, at Boise State. That would have been a huge Mountain West game. That would have been a fun Mountain West battle. battle. Then we get into Damn. Saturday, Wichita State at 12 Houston. Give me whatever the line is for Houston because I don't think Depends Wichita State's very good. Plays or not. Yeah, true. But then the line will adjust accordingly still. Um, you got St. John's at 16 Providence. The Johnnies are 9-3. and three. Could win that game if A.J. Reeves is still out. Johnnies looked decent last night. They've been dealing with a lot of COVID issues. The, 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 the Johnnies. The Johnnies. <laughs> I think Julian Champagne is going to kind of shoot Julian Champagne is averaging like 21. No A.J. Reeves who would be guarding him. But I still think Providence gets it done at home. Ed Cooley is a great coach in my opinion. Yeah, um, we got Purdue back in action at Penn State. Uh, please pray for Penn State this weekend because they might get please, beat by about please. 40 Pray for points. Penn State. 40 points. <laughs> Virginia's playing at North Carolina. I think Virginia gets to 10 wins here, 10 and 5. And then North Carolina would also be 10 and 5. So Virginia might just find a way to F around and sneak their way right back in the tournament this year. Nebraska ball at Rutgers. Give me Rutgers. Nebraska ball at Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers. Rutgers. Uh, Arkansas is 10-4 and four at 12-2 and two, Texas a and Both kind of fraudulent SEC teams, but if Texas A&M wins this game and goes to 13-2, and two, are they something to be talked about, even if they're not really that good? No. Mm, no. <laughs> no. I don't think right. so. Well, then we got 14 Texas should win on the road at Oklahoma State, 19 Nova at DePaul. Um... Syracuse plays at Wake Forest, who's twelve and three somehow. What? Wake Forest is twelve and, and they just and what, they just blew out Florida State too. Like, Florida State's Wake bad. That's you stink. Yeah, they do stink. Uh, but then we have the in-state rivalry: ten Michigan State at Michigan. I kind of like Michigan at home in that one. Give me Sparty. I haven't seen anything from Michigan to make me pick that. Gabe Brown, too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, big game in the Mountain West though: twenty Colorado State at San Diego State. Give CSU. me give me the Rams. Give me SDSU at home. Give me the Rams on the road. CSU, San that's going to be a great State game. Is a great defensive team. Yeah, Dave I'm Roddy. still taking Colorado State. Wes? CSU. Six, Kansas at 25. Texas Tech should be a good one. I think Agbaji might be too much for Texas Tech that game, though. It yeah, depends. It'll be it's a good one, though. If Texas Tech has Terrence any players. Shannon is active. Give me time. Terrence Shannon has not played since, like, early December. With I was going to say, it's been a while since he's played. A lot of good basketball not, this summer. A lot of good basketball. No. 
Um, by the way, did you guys know the horned frogs are 10 and 1 right now? <laughs> Baylor, How do you like your horned frogs? Medium rare. <laughs> Baylor play. Baylor goes on the road at TCU oh, tomorrow. The, so whoa, whoa. It, it must. I'm not just be saying, if, if somehow TCU somehow pulls off that upset to go 11 and one, they well, must. Clearly, be they don't think TCU is good because it's on ESPN Plus. So yeah, yeah, that's all exactly. <laughs> uh, 11 Iowa State at Oklahoma. Does Iowa State get upset or they just keep working? Give me Boomer sooner. I like Iowa State. Clones. In this one. Clones. Cyclone. I kind of oh. like Boomer Sooner in this game as well, Alex. 2v2 split. It'll be a really, really good game, nonetheless. Uh, 18 Tennessee goes on the road to 21 LSU. Another good game. Just I think LSU. I don't like. I think LSU honestly. wins at home. I, I think, don't think so. I think, you the I think you underrate LSU, Alex. I really do. I don't think that they're amazing. I mean, I guess. I don't like LSU. both these teams either, but give me the volunteers. I think it. LSU can contain Kennedy Chandler. They're a very good defensive team, so I'll I'll take LSU. Yeah, I like LSU in that one too. Uh, we have Florida at number nine, Auburn. Florida's a gritty team. Auburn's a great team. Give me Auburn. Auburn. Gritty versus great. Give me great. Yeah, I'll take I'll take I'll take Auburn at home in that one. Charlie. Well, they, I can't believe that you still Auburn played Florida. nine Florida's games. At nine That's Auburn. ridiculous. I'll take Florida. Florida. They're on the road. I'm sorry, guys. I'm kind of zoning out here. What game are we talking about? Florida, Florida, Auburn, Florida. At Auburn. Okay, then I'll take Auburn. Did you guys know that you They will have no answer. Has only played nine games. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that's COVID crazy. cancellations. Uh, St. Mary's at BYU. Big game in the WCC. Give me St. Mary's. I, I think BYU is kind of fraudulent. I hate BYU, though. I hate Alex Martell being the best player on the court. I will still take BYU, even though I don't like them. Because I don't want to really, I don't want to see Tommy Cousy win. So I'm kind of, kind of, kind of anti Tommy Cousy uh, agenda. Kind of a, a battle of records going into Sunday in the Big Ten. Ten and two Minnesota at ten and three Indiana, but they're neither as good as the records show. I like Indiana at all. Indiana. Yeah, at yeah, Indiana. Indiana at Assembly yeah. Hall. TJD yep. Indiana all the TJD is definitely gonna have a huge day. Win or win or lose, win or lose in that one. Um, and then we only have two more Big Ten matchups that day that are really noteworthy. Like, as far as all the games go, which are Northwestern at 13, Ohio State. Ohio State should win that one. 23, Wisconsin will head to Maryland, and Wisconsin should win that one as well. Hold the phone. One game Saturday, UConn at Seton Hall. Two 10 and 3 teams. It's hmm. a good game. Seton Hall, 24th. UConn finally getting healthy. I'm, get, I'm taking the Huskies on the road. Uh, I like Seton Hall home. Huskies on the road. Huskies on the road. I think give, every every team give I picked me today. UConn. RJ Cole and a Cook a Cook. Gonna go get the job done. <laughs> Tyrese, Tyler pa- Tyrese Martin. Tyrese Martin is, is the tall. difference maker for UConn. Tyler Powell. Tyler, tall Tyler tall Pally's gonna knock down about he's not fourteen tall. He's like threes. Six, four. Tyrese Martin. Yeah, he's like 6'4", 6'5". I thought he was like 6'6", 6'7". All right. Well, that does wrap up our games to look forward to. So Charlie, Charlie, if you got anything extra add. No, I don't have anything extra. Add. I think this is gonna be a fun Wisconsin versus Iowa game that we got tonight. I am very Go Hawks. to see Go Hawks. Jordan Johnny Bohannon. Davis going to die. Jordan Bohannon. Cameron Don. Anyways, until- Don. Go Marquette tomorrow <laughs> on the road. Georgetown. Make sure yeah. you tune in. Anyways, until next time, this is Made in March. See ya.